Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 53 of Psychotic and Iconic. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in tonight. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Paul's here, along with my co-hosts, Nick Theories, Mikey P., and Philly Phil. Uh, if you're watching this tonight, please share it. Uh, if it's your first time tuning in, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to get instant updates when we drop new heat. Scream it. Was that good, Nick? Scream it. Uh, I I'm love getting, it. I want approval. I Moving love it. Forward, I love it. I'm going to get your approval before we go to Mikey P. Growth. forward. Paul's. Yeah. Paul's family. Pause. <laughs> I don't like my best friend telling me that, but let's oh, move on. Mikey shit. P, please take it away, brother. It almost sounded like you took a page out of his book there. It was perfect. I wasn't keeping my eyes on my own paper. He's taking notes. <laughs> yeah. He's learning. Guys, you know you know the drill, though. You know the drill. We got a, a huge weekend ahead of us. The conference championship round, okay? I can't believe we're here. But we're here. We made it. All right. We got Bengals Chiefs. All right. And then we got 49ers Rams. A couple of rematches. It's fucking insane. Uh, we'll see what happens. So we're going to preview that tonight on this show. We're going to do something a little different as far as how we break it down. We're going to literally be able to get more into the matchups uh, than we usually can because we have less games. So uh, this should be a fun one. And with that being said, I'm, I'm going to get right into it. All right. So. Tonight's episode of Psychotic and Iconic Sports Podcast is brought to you by PrizePix, your home for daily fantasy sports. New users who sign up for PrizePix today using the promo code ICONIC will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's the promo code ICONIC. PrizePix, daily fantasy made easy. Also, check us out on the Props Network at PropsHQ.com. Subscribe to us there. Follow our live shows, our episode schedules, everything. Everything we drop, our Twitter feed, it's all there. Go check us out on PropsHQ.com. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Phil, hit that shit. Pause. Pause. Yeah, <laughs> big pause. <laughs> hey, yo, this is going to be a fun-ass episode, man. Let's fucking get it cracking up in this motherfucker. Sunday driver never fails. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Yes, sir. Cracking up in here. You gotta love the Sunday driver. I love it. You gotta love having all the games on Sunday too. Back to back. It's gonna be a football Sunday for real. Okay. I'll go back to back. <laughs> like you on the cover of, <laughs> of Lethal of Weapon. Lethal Weapon. 
I can't even go. Shut, I just shut, want to go, Tom. man. Oh, sha sha sha. Jesus. Sha 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 sha. What is that? Shit? Oh my God. I don't so first know. game, guys. First game, AFC Championship. Bengals Chiefs rematch. Only a few weeks ago they played. The Bengals won that matchup. The Chiefs are favored by seven. Kind of a big line, okay? So we're gonna go into this like position by position almost. This, this, the structure of this is who has the advantage, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say to the guys I'm gonna say a position group, or whatever I'm gonna name players, and they're gonna tell me who has the advantage: the Bengals or the Chiefs. They can interpret it however they want. Uh, this could be based on matchups. This could be based on just strictly talent, your belief of who's better on each side. It could be a gut feel. Um, because that's what it is. Like, we're, we're predicting what's going to happen in this game. So, you could hear some crazy-ass shit. All right? It may not even make sense. But, that's probably, our opinion. It probably won't. <laughs> that's why we're no, psychotic. It's, it's going to make sense. It's we'll going to make sense. It's, it's supposed to we make sense. Bullshit. It will. Too much. Because if, <laughs> if you're not saying what you actually believe, then what the fuck are you saying? I'm saying everything I believe tonight. That's good. Yeah, I've been, doing it, I mean. I've been doing it for 53 episodes. I'm not going <laughs> to stop well, now. I like to hear that. Yep. Good. I wasn't pointing at you. I'm just saying. Just making sure over there. I just didn't understand. I wanted to check minute. you before the 10-minute mark. And, and there is no need for, you know, checking over here. <laughs> Everything's good. My temperature's up. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm upbeat. I'm ready to pod. I'm ready Joy, to talk. Joy your pain. Who? <laughs> let's, just, let's just get let's, let's get this shit rolling. Yeah, let, let's go. Let's go. So, the best thing is first, guys. Quarterbacks. Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. Who has the advantage, Bengals or Chiefs? And I think I'm going to have to go to Pauls here to start the night off. Go ahead, Pauls. So for Let's me, go, as much as I love Burrow's unwavering confidence and how it feels like it goes to the entire team, um, to me it's definitely Mahomes. He's been here. I think it's his third or fourth straight um, AFC, champion, AFC championship game. He's already won a Super Bowl. I don't really have much to say on that one. Burrow's still young, and while I feel like Burrow can capture this moment, and, he, and he's built like that, he's built for it. Um, I just think right now it's it's still it's turning into Mahomes' league at this point, and you know uh, Burrow's not there yet. It's not to say that he won't be there in two or three years, but right now the the edge is definitely leaning towards the Chiefs with Mahomes. Fair points. Fair points. Yeah, I agree with you, Pauls. I'm with you. It's Mahomes all day. He's home. Uh, he's been here before. Um, Tyree Kill is still there. Ty, uh, Travis Kelsey's still there. Um, their whole their whole team's still there, and he's been here before. Like I said, he's been on a roll the last couple weeks. Um, it looks like the Chiefs are really starting to hit their stride as far as offensively. Um, you know, as far as you know, early in their season they were kind of hitting you know some slumps, and uh, you know a lot of people were questioning them as a Super Bowl team. Uh, but now I think that, you know, the last couple of weeks, I mean, it's showing, you know, they look like they're the old team, the old Chiefs. So uh, for me, I'm going Mahomes. You know, and it's interesting, guys, when you look at this from both angles, it comes off as both sides have a positive matchup. QBs versus these pass defenses. Uh, you got all the weapons on both sides, a ton of skill talent, which we're going to get to in a minute. But um and, you know, even the stats, the stats are pretty similar. You got Burrow at 46-11 passing yards, 34 TDs, 14 picks. You got Mahomes at 4,839 passing yards, 37 TDs, 13 picks. So they're almost identical. Um, 
So, like, some people might say, Burrow, you know, they, they scored 33 points last time. Jamar Chase had a three-touchdown game in that game. Um, I expect both sides to make adjustments, though, and obviously here I'm going to have to side with Patrick Mahomes, who, again, looks like the best of the best. This is the best he's played all season. He's done it in multiple games in a row. Um and just scoring in bunches. This team is just scoring. Um, I, I I think that he's. I mean, I can ex- I can see both of them having good games. So that's the thing. So, um, but Mahomes has been here, like you both said, and you got to go with them. You just have to. They're at home too, so you expect that to play a little bit into their favor, right? Well, yeah. I think for me, it's it's more of the the crowd noise is going to be the factor in the game. Um, it's going to be loud as shit in Kansas City. That stadium gets rocking. So I'm curious to see how Joe Burrow plays in that kind of in like environment. Um, I know last week he got a win. Um, but I think for me, I, I, I just think the, the crowd factor, I think it favors the Chiefs. I think it favors them on offense. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, for me, like, that's why I'm going Mahomes. But if you go back to the week, uh, the week 17 matchup um, between the two teams, uh, Burrow had 446 passing yards with four TDs against the Chiefs. And Mahomes only had 259 yards and two, and two touchdowns. And, you know, the Bengals won the game. But, but somebody would say that, Nick. But for me, hoping. but for me, it's just like, I think the crowd factor, it's just that's going to be the game. Like, if this game was played in Cincy, like, I think maybe, you know, a lot of people would lean towards picking Cincinnati to win the game. But I think that's a big – I think that's a big factor. So, you know, for me, the Bengals got to come out hot. Yeah, for sure. I, and one thing, too, I was uh, – it's funny you said that stat. Tyreek Hill and Kelsey were held to combined 11 catches for 65 yards on a touchdown. That's – that can't happen again. It won't. I mean, and, I mean, and, and it's like it sucks because they still put up thirty on the Bengals. Yeah. So it's like it's tough because that's, it's that's like, the crazy part about it. Yeah. So and, and Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill was hurt too. He was playing. He was substantially hurt at that time. And at the time, Mahomes, like you said, only threw for you know, he didn't throw for a ton of yards. Two fifty nine. Yeah. So that's not you know what I mean. That's not Mahomes esque. Right. So I mean, the it's definitely going to be different in the AFC championship game that it was in week 16. Those are two totally different atmospheres for sure. And, and the magnitude. Yeah. Like the moment is, is massive. Like whoever wins, you know, your legacy is like boosted. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, cause you can always say, Oh yeah, well that get, you know, that quarterback went to a super bowl. Yeah. Like you can always say that it's on the resume. So like, it means a lot. Yeah. It, It means more to like, who do you think it means more to Burrow or Mahomes? Uh, I mean, Mahomes has already been there and he's won one. So like, I feel like for me, Mahomes is only gonna Mahomes can add to his legacy. Like, if he loses the Super Bowl, it's not like oh my God, he stinks. Da da da. Like you know what he can do. But Burrow just for getting there already, it, I, that already enhances him more than I think it does for Patrick Mahomes right now, because this is only his first year in the playoffs. I mean, who was the last quarterback to do that? Right, Roethlisberger. So like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Mike, I mean, to add to that, Joe Burrow, if the Bengals, the Bengals getting to this point is fucking insane. It's absolutely insane that they made it to this point. If they get to the fucking Super Bowl, that is, that is really like an unbelievable accomplishment 
not just for Burrow, but the I, entire team. That's this organization be has been in the slums for a while, you know? Oh, yeah. And they, it, uh, that's got to be up there with, like, one of the better seasons in recent memory. If the Bengals get if they, if they actually do it. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think. Maybe, like, the Ravens. It's, it's dope. Flacco. Yeah, it's, it's dope awesome. because, like, it's they've awesome. been trashed I love for, yeah. you know, since, like, Carson Palmer and Ocho Cinco was there. Yeah. I and Tise Huzman Zada. Well, like, they've been trashed since then. And they were, like, you know, they all, I mean, they never won a playoff game, but they were always pretty good. And, like, like I, I feel like they but, drafted Palmer in 09. And didn't he tear his ACL his first year in the first round of the playoff game? Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm pretty sure that's what happened with Carson Palmer. And he yeah, never, he was it, never really the same again. It was against the Steelers. I remember this clearly. And uh, I mean, the Bengals, the Bengals were amazing that year. That looked like their year. And it was him, you know, Ocho Cinco, Hushman Zada. Hey, Corey you want to know who delivered the hit? Yeah. You want to know who delivered the hit? I remember this shit. Okay. This is a, a one time eagle who actually lived in Voorhees for a hot minute while he was on the team. Kimo Von Olhoffen. <laughs> How do you remember Kimo that? Von <laughs> Shit is crazy. I can't even believe I just remembered that. I can't either. That's awesome. Kimo Von Olhoffen changed the course of the Bengals' history <clears throat> with that hit, that low hit on Carson's knee, and essentially changed his career, too. He was, I mean, he he's arguably a borderline Hall of Famer right now. Imagine what would have happened if he didn't blow out the knee, if he did stay there with with chad johnson you know yeah he, he didn't have a couple of down years sandwiched in between the Bengals all the way you know to the raiders to the cardinals years imagine that shit not to go off on a tangent yeah no no i'm with you i get it but anyway guys we got another we got another position group to move to okay running backs everybody loves running backs you got joe mixon versus the package of clyde edwards Hilaire. And Jarek McKinnon, who's alive again. This man has been hurt every single year. Who has the advantage? Bengals or Chiefs? Nick, start us off. Um, I'm going to say the Bengals. I mean, I think Joe Mixon's a better back than, than both of them. Um, although I do like the uh, McKinnon dynamic he, because he could receive and he's a pretty good runner as well. Um, and he's played pretty well when he's had the opportunity for the Chiefs. Um, it kind of gives them like another dimension on their offense, which is actually is kind of scary. Uh, so, but I, I'm, I mean, Joe Mixon's had an, an, like an incredible year um, uh, running the football. I think he was like maybe what second in the league in rushing yards or something. Um, yeah, I and, think you're right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he's had a phenomenal year. We you know had 13 touchdowns. Uh, so I, I I feel like the Bengals are going to give him the ball like a lot more than. Um, like like the Chiefs are pass a pass offense. Like they don't you know they don't run the ball as much as other teams. So for me, I'm I'm just gonna I'm going Joe Mixon. Yeah. So I think Joe Mixon obviously is the better one, but I would say that the edge goes to the Chiefs with the with the McKinnon factor. Now. Ooh. I, because now you have you, you have all, you have a dual threat out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. You have two dual threats in in, in a sense because they could both they could both pass catch. Um. You know, so for me, I I would look to utilize them out of the backfield and and get them going. Well, here's the thing. Who do you trust more? Like in a, in a defensive battle game where running the football matters and, you know, getting yep. tough yards, who do you trust more? The Bengals. Hmm. 
So you think this is going to be like a, a more of a passing game? Yeah, than, for sure. I mean, I have I have uh, I have it pretty high scoring to be honest. Um, I don't think that it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a ground and pound game. I don't think it's going to be a game between the tackles or anything like that at all. I don't see that. Interesting. Okay. Me too. I'm kind of leaning high scoring here myself. Guys, I'm I'm going to have to give the edge to the Chiefs in this game simply because of this, okay? I mean, DJ Reader, by the way, I'm going to throw out a, a random Reader. name like that. DJ Reader was fantastic last week in the middle of the Bengals' defensive line despite the loss of Larry Ogunjobi, which is something I mentioned last show. He did a great job, but the Chiefs' offensive line is stacked. I actually trust them more in this situation being able to run the ball more effectively Due to that reason, I think that they're going to be able to have their way with the Bengals' defensive line. Um, otherwise, though, Joe Mixon's fantastic. I mean, he's probably a top-five back. Uh, he performed like one, that's for sure. Yeah. And he is the better player, no question. He's the better player. But the Chiefs, um, definitely having Clyde Edwards-Alaire back was a nice touch for them last week. They, had, they were able to run inside and out, and then you had McKinnon doing the same, week, uh, the same thing as the week before. You have him as a pass catcher out of the backfield, and then he's a he's a he slices through your defense. So um, I'm gonna go Chiefs. So next up, though, next up, pass catchers. All right, this is a hell of a group on both sides of the ball. You got the Bengals with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, even C.J. Uzoma. He's emerging a little bit as a tight end here. Okay, and you got the Chiefs. You got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Byron Pringle stepping up. Byron Pringle. And then you got uh, McCole Harbin. Who's got the advantage? The Bengals or the Chiefs? So for me, I think one for one, the Bengals have a better wide receiving core. Because I think they're deeper. But the, the, the Chiefs have Mahomes and Kelsey. And to me, those two are just light years ahead of where that group of wide receiver is at this point. Higgins, Boyd, and them. As far as maturity? As far as maturity, ready for the moment, been there, experienced, vet, savvy. Like, you just saw what Kelsey did. Kelsey called his own play with 13 seconds yeah. left and was able to get to a 48-yard field goal. Um, so, like I said, if you're lining up one for one, the better wide receiving core, the deeper one is the Bengals. But who I would trust in this moment for that is is the Chiefs. And it's like... You know, Tariq Hill, you can make a case that he's the second-best wide receiver in football behind Devontae Adams. Kelsey's definitely the best tight end in football. And, you know, they, 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 they've been here before. They do this. This is, this is what they do. And it was on full display last week against the Bills. I agree Tom, with Tom says the North remembers, guys. I agree with you with the – the Kelsey, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill breakdown. I really do. But after I just saw Gabriel Davis break some ankles out there against mm -hmm. the Chiefs secondary, I'm taking Ooh. the Bengals. I love that, dude. Because I, I didn't even think of I, it like that. I, I think that, that boy T. Higgins, he's been quiet. He's due. He's due for a monster game like he had, what, like two months ago yep. or a month ago uh, with a 40-point fantasy performance. Um, I think that was his last good game. To be honest with you, like he was kind of quiet the last couple of weeks, and and the Bengals have, have been winning. Yep. So like, if the Chiefs focus more on Chase, 
I think Higgins is going to have a lot of opportunities and also don't sleep on Tyler Boyd. He's actually a really good receiver too. Oh, hell yeah. Like as a number three, like he is probably one of the best number three in the league. Like they might have the best trio of wide receivers in, in the National Football League. I mean, they were up there with the Bucks, but the Bucks got hurt. Um, you can make a case for the Rams maybe, possibly. Um, and then, so, you know, other teams as well. But for me, like that trio is the key to the game for me because they got to start off hot they got to get the crowd out of the game and for me like jamar chase he's a stud t higgins he's a big tall lanky receiver the catch radius is is out of this world um he's been productive all year tyler boyd same you know same thing and they have uh uzama so who actually isn't bad he's actually he's not a quality bad. tight end. right like he'll move the chains yeah, from time he's to a time quality and tight that's end. all you need and sometimes he'll have like these weird plays but like you know like he you know you know, they uh, miss tackles and shit like yeah. that. And then he'll just run for, like, 60 yards. It's fucking weird. I know. Like, he he, he gets, like, this weird place. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, for me, I'm taking the Bengals. I think, you know, their their whole wide receiver core is just, uh, he, you know, it's it's head and shoulders above everybody else in the league. But the Chiefs, Nick, are, I like the Chiefs are there. I like it, Nick. I like it. And damn, I I would be lying if I wasn't saying I was kind of I was kind of teetering towards there. But then the trust factors pull me back a little bit. So guys, I'm gonna say push. All right, because I think this time around, I think the Chiefs guys are gonna be a little bit better too. Uh, Tyreek Hill's healthier. Uh, I don't see Eli Apple, who by the way graduated from my high school. He's been drawing a lot. I I don't know how he's gonna keep up with these guys. Um, a healthy Tyreek Hill, for that matter. I don't think he's going to be on him, but that's besides the point. I'm just mentioning his name because shout out Eastern High School, I guess. Why not? But I also think Travis Kelsey's going to have a better game this time around. But on the Bengals side, as Nick just said, the Gabriel Davis point is so valuable. That man just was fresh off of four TDs against his defense. Jamar Chase, prior to that game, okay, Jamar Chase had the best receiving game of the NFL season against this same Chiefs secondary. Three tutties. If Gabriel Davis is doing that, no, he had four tutties. I mean, yeah, don't sell him short. Yeah, I'll sell him short. Excuse four me. tutties with 200 yards. Well, that don't even sound real. No, oh, He's what, a beast. Davis or, <laughs> Young or, star in the making. Chase, I've been saying. screaming this. I said it in, you know, preseason. I said, this. yeah, this kid could play, man. And he, 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 Are he you saying out. Davis or Next Chase? Next year's going to be a big He's year. He's talking about I'm, Davis. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, we went on a tangent about that. Gabriel I'm Davis. Chase, Chase, Chase had three TDs against this defense just weeks prior. So if they don't make an adjustment there... This guy could be gashing them. That's actually how they won this game the first time around. Jamar Chase t took the game by the horns, really. So um, I imagine they're going to have an answer for that, but then that's where T. Higgins comes into play. So I'm saying push, guys. I think that both sides are going to be – I mean, they're going to be a, a crazy wreck. They're going to be doing a lot of shit in this game to me. Um, next up, though, and, and this is just an overall summing it up point, but – Overall offense versus defense, guys. Bengals offense versus Chiefs offense. Who's got the overall advantage in this game? And give me a quick reason why. Uh, I think the Chiefs, I mean, the Bengals offense has the advantage. Uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, I mean, kind of what we just were reiterating on the on the prior segment. Uh, they have star players at, every at all their skill positions. So, to me, I don't even think that's, that's – uh, there's not really much else to say on that for me. 
Yeah, that's okay. It's meant to be a quick, quick hitter there anyway. Yeah, quick hitter is uh, – it's it's the Chiefs' offense. I mean, like I said, um, the crowd noise for me is the factor is going to be the big factor in the game. So uh, you know, I'm I'm curious to see how Burrow responds because uh, it's going to be loud as shit there. I'm telling you, it's it's one of the loudest stadiums in in sports. So that's a factor for me. So Chiefs' offense. Yeah, Nick, it's it's actually good you say that because Joe Burrow had made a comment earlier in the week about SEC stadiums being louder than NFL stadiums. So that was a I bad imagine move. the Chiefs fans are feeling challenged here. That was a bad move. Something. I agree. I know. I know. But, hey, I mean, the guy backs up his talk usually. I'm going Chiefs here because in totality, I think they're the better unit. And it's not that I don't think – I think both sides are going to score a ton of points, but the Chiefs' offensive line is what sets them apart for me. And I think Joe Burrow is going to be rushed a little bit. Um you know, maybe not as much as last week, but I think that he's going to be pressured more than Patrick Mahomes, per se. And also, I like Mahomes' ability to get out of the pocket. As you saw last week, he was he was able to move around a lot more than he had in, in previous games. He was just literally untouchable. So, um, I like the Chiefs' offense a little bit better, but I think they're both going to score points. So, next up, though, this is now, this is just overall defense. You can break this down however you choose. We got Bengals defense versus the Chiefs defense. Who's got the advantage? I'll roll with the Bengals here with Trey Hendrickson and Carl Lawson rushing Patrick Mahomes this weekend. Um, I think that they can get after him. Trey Hendrickson had 14 sacks this year, his career high. Um, so oh. I look for them to uh, come out and uh, get after uh, Mahomes because I think they're going to rush him too. Fair enough. Fair enough. And he's a stud, by the way. He don't get talked about enough, Mike. He's good. He's good, man. He he never he doesn't. He gets no love. That guy's gonna get paid soon. Nick, your thoughts? Defensive advantage. Uh, the Chiefs. Like I said, <laughs> the crowd noise. I mean, if if like if the offensive line can't hear the snap, they're gonna be a little late. So the Chiefs' defensive line is gonna have a, like a step ahead of their offensive line on more plays than not. If that crowd is really rocking. So, like, for me, like, that that could be, like, the X factor in the game is going to be in the trenches. Defensive line of the Chiefs versus the Bengals' offensive line. I mean, like, for me, it's just, like, that's the game. Because if, if, if Burrow gets sacked nine times in this game, they're going to get blown out. Straight up. They ain't get sacked nine times. Bro. You're going to get blown Damn out. It, if, if, if they get sacked, if he gets sacked nine times, <clears throat> if he gets sacked five times, six times, they're getting blown out. Anyone who does that, just the Titans were some were some booty meat. Well, their offense wasn't clicking. That's why the, the Bengals survived. So, but they're playing a different offense. That's the key. So, for me, like, that's the game. That's where the game's going to be decided, in my opinion. Yep. Damn it, Nick. I love it. And I have to actually agree with you. So, I was going to save this for a little bit later, but X Factor for me is absolutely that matchup right there. Chiefs defensive line and their pass rush versus the Bengals offensive line. I think that that sets the tone for the whole game. And then on the reverse end, I mean, really, it, it is the trench battle on both sides. I think the Chiefs have, have the edge in the trenches on the offensive line and the defensive line. The defensive line only because, like, like the two side by side, the units are equal, probably. The defensive lines on both teams, they're equal. But, um, the Bengals' offensive line, it's hard to ignore that there, there's a mismatch there. So I think 
I'm I'm gonna go slight edge to the Chiefs here. Um, linebacker play kind of equal on both sides. Secondaries pretty much equal on both sides. I mean, you got Tyron Matthews also, um, you know, a little hurt right now. So uh, I don't know how much that's gonna factor into how he plays. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I just think that they're pretty they're pretty equal units overall. They're pretty equal. And I'm going with the Chiefs uh, also because of Steve Spagnuolo's experience in this moment. So I think he's the, done it before. The Bengals were ranked 17th overall for defense, and the and the uh, Chiefs were ranked 14th. So both were middle of the pack for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think this is this is going to be a higher scoring game. But who would I trust more to you know maybe <clears throat> possibly force a turnover? I think the Chiefs have a better chance at that. That doesn't mean I think that they are going to do it, but they have a better chance. But, okay, so two more things, guys, and this one, this may not be a, a long discussion here, but you saw how much special teams mattered in the last round of the playoffs. So we would be remiss to not mention that here. Special teams. Who's got the edge, Bengals or Chiefs? It's got to be the Chiefs. Harrison Bucker had a 48-yard uh, field goal in, as the game was expiring uh, last Sunday. He's been there before. He's won a Super Bowl. He's a vet. Um, even though I, I love McPherson, I love how he said, I guess we're going to the AFC championship game. Yeah, I fuck with him. Yeah, I like I that. like his energy. <laughs> and then you go out there and you make the kick. That's no good doubt. energy. So, uh, why? Big dick energy. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Whoa. Facts. Well, I love he McPherson and them. It's a money shot. It is the Chiefs right now. I mean, for me, it's like a push. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I trust both of them. I got gotcha. you. And like McPherson's never kicked in the magnitude and like you said, the crowd. I mean, he coming up for a forty eight yard field goal to win the game, it's gonna be loud in there. Well yeah. I mean like and also you gotta think about punting too. So it's definitely favors the Chiefs on special team side because the you crowd noise again. Corner. Right. So like it's just I'm telling you, this game is just crowd noise. It's really that that stadium is gonna be loud as fuck. Like I can't wait for this game. I'm really excited because I really wanna see how Joe Burrow is playing. Uh, plays in this. He's built for this. Brady played in it before. You guys ass kicked. Remember in, uh, a couple of years ago, they got he, they got smoked there because it was loud as fuck. It was like a Sunday night game. They got blown out or Monday night or something like that. They got blown out because that crowd noise it's a was tough a factor. Place to play that yeah, it's fucking tough, man. So like for me, like that's that's really the game. Like I don't, I don't have anything else more to say. Well, guys, I think the kicking games are equal. I'll go slight edge Chiefs here again, only because Tyreek Hill returning punts. Um, and you got Hardman in the rotation. I think there's a little bit more explosiveness. God forbid if there if there should be an opportunity for them to make a play there. Um, that could be it right there. That's like a possible game-changing play. But kicking game equal. So it's like it's really like a, a very like slight difference for me. I'm not gonna make a big deal about it. But field position could matter in this game. So we shall see. But last Last but not least, guys, coaching and the intangibles. And, I, and Nick has already been mentioning one with the crowd noise. That is absolutely an intangible. So I'm sure we're going to hear it again. But coaching and intangibles, who's got the edge? Bengals, Chiefs. Uh, Andy Reid. Yeah. Chiefs. He's been the eighth, eight uh, cha uh, conference championship games. He's choked a lot, too, though. That's fine. But he's, he's been, been there. there. Yeah. yeah. So, and, like, and he's got the better team. Like, you're home. He's home. He's the better coach, the better team. Like, 
for me, it's no brainer. It's Andy Reid. Yeah. And, he, and, and he's, he's like, he cooks up plays that you're just like, where the fuck did that come from? I know. It's like he's he's almost like in the, the living room, bit. high as hell, drawing up plays, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is gonna work." And he eat actually bur- eating a cheeseburger. Yeah, cause it's like, it's creative as fuck, <laughs> and I'm like, "Holy shit!" It's like out of this world. I know. It's like, damn, where the fuck did that come from? He's feeling alienated. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Reid on that Kansas City barbecue is a scary guy, man. Yeah. He's scary when he's eating that barbecue at home. Real shit. shit. So I'm Andy Reid. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think this this would be a difficult one. I'm going Chiefs as well. Um, due to experience and uh, the intangible, certainly the crowd noise. They were always like ranked top two in terms of crowd noise between them and Seattle. It was like give or take. They're both fucking insane, insane places to play. And they've been challenged by Joe Burrow. So coaching staff overall like them better. They've been in the spot. Pauls, go ahead. I said my, I said Andy Reid. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it's my all bad. good. I was agreeing with, I was echoing what Nick said. It's, uh, yeah, it's, Andy it's okay. Eight conference championship games. I mean, he's only won two of them or three of them. Yeah. But it's all right. He had McNabb. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, yeah. He had McNabb for five of them. Yeah. So, like, he gets a little bit of a pass. I agree. So, I mean, hope it'll be Damn, all right. Throwing shade at, at Donnie Mack. A little bit. Oh. He's not He's not on my good side that much anymore. I used to love him, but then That's he got okay. on uh, ESPN and CBS and did nothing but talk shit on the Eagles. So, <laughs> I had to put a little him. outspoken, as always. Yeah, I had to put him in the rear view. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Hey, actually, so Nick and I delivered our X-Factors. We said it was the trench battle. It was the the Chiefs D-line versus the Bengals O-line. Right, Nick? Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. That was our our X-Factors. So, Mike, who is your X-Factor for this game before we get into the actual predictions? My X-Factor is Jamar Chase. The Chiefs are – he's had seven games where he's had 100-plus receiving yards, and they are 6-1 and in them, and the only loss coming to overtime in Green Bay. So I think if he can go over 100 yards, I think the Bengals have a really good shot to pull off the upset. Shit, Pauls, if he if he has a repeat performance of the last one, he he set the the tone of the whole game. So uh, fair fair point, great point. Because if he goes off again, look the fuck out, man. For sure. Look out. So all right, guys. Well, before we get into the picks. I just want to say to the audience to let us know who you think is going to win this game. You can let us know by the spread as well. The spread is Chiefs minus seven. Let us know your game put uh, game picks for this one. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Um, I see Tom saying Joe Burrow is the X factor. If he plays bad, bye-bye. That's a good point, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't afford to play bad here. Agreed. So it's a huge, huge spot for him. That's a great point, Tom. But the rest of the audience, yeah, let us know who you think is going to win this game. But, guys... It's time to make our official picks. We're going to give you scores today, too. All right? So, Bengals at Chiefs. Chiefs minus seven. Who you, you got? Who wants to go first? Do you know the uh, over-under? Is it 54 uh, and a half? Probably 7,000. <laughs> I, I thought I read 54 and a half. That sounds accurate. Yeah, 54 and a half. Okay. And you, you could do that, too, if you want. Yeah, um, we'll do that. Not a requirement, but go ahead. I like the Chiefs in this game. Uh, I like the Chiefs to win 38-27. I think uh, – I just think they're just a better team. The crowd's going to be rocking. I think the Chiefs get off to a hot start. I think the Bengals are going to fall behind early, and then it's going to be lights out, and they're going to be playing catch-up all day. And the X factor, again, is going to be the Chiefs' defensive line versus the Bengals' offensive line. I think if they can get after Burrow, it's going to be a long day in hell for him. 
Um, I mean, I hope I hope I'm wrong because I, I do like Joe Burrow, but Steve Spagnuolo is not going to let Jamar Chase do that again. He's a really good defensive coach. I, I I actually fuck with him a lot. Like he's he's a really good defensive coordinator. So for me, like I don't think he's going to be stupid like the Bucks to leave fucking. You know how they left Cooper Cup wide open. I don't think they're going to leave Jamar Chase wide open like that anymore. <laughs> so, um, but if T. Higgins can go off like we talked about earlier, I mean, it could it, it could change the dynamic. But I don't know if the Bengals' offensive line is going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs' defensive line. And I think the Bengals are going to get off to a hot start. And I like them to cover. And I like the overs. Cool. So, all year I've been saying it's really hard to beat a team twice. And I really do believe that. I know you guys give me shit for it. We laugh around. Oh, but that trend is ending. I think the Chiefs win 35-27. Oh. Whew. I mean, I'm sorry, the Bengals. I read that. I, whoa, I typed whoa, that wrong. Whoa. How the fuck Wait, do you I'm fuck going. that up? I have the, this again. I know, my fuck that I, know, up. I know. I read the wrong word. My bad. My bad. Wait. Ghost. Say it one yeah. more time. <laughs> for everybody. Apologies. Sunday driver. The Bengals are going to win this game, and Joe Burrow is going to the Super Bowl. Wow. What? Wow. 35-27. Sound the fucking alarm. Sound that shit. Follow your convictions. Look, I really believe that. I think, here's the thing. I think the Bengals just are coming off of a gritty win. It it made them feel good. It was, you know, it captivated that team. You had McPherson, you know, the walk-off saying we're going to the championship game. I think the Chiefs just got out of a dogfight, a big emotional win. And I think that 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 could weigh on them a little bit. That might have taken some life out of them. I really do like the Bengals. It's just my hunch. And I think the Bengals are going to beat them. Wow. And that's, that's what I'm rolling with. Okay. You got fucking stones, brother. I love it. I'm starting to figure it. out why Paladar picks his picks. Why? Here Is we go. I can't wait to hear this. Shit. I think, I, I, I swear, if a team scores like 35 plus one week, the next week, in his mind, he's, he, they're going to have a, a down game. Always. If the other team has a down game, he's predicting them to have a boom week next yep. week. Yep. Okay. That's what I've been telling you. Letdowns, and that that's just the way that – and the, that's the way I read it. Like, um, And I just look at, like, when you, when you watch ESPN or you watch, you know, Fox News or you watch CBS – when you got Dan Orlovsky on ESPN, oh my God! If if for my son's life, I don't want anybody else throwing the football to win a game besides Matt Stafford. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> Seriously, the guy's been in the league since '09. He has his two playoff wins yeah, the it, last two weeks. But it's crazy that we're even even giving him this credibility. I know. About I know. Job. I'm just the, saying. The guy ran in the fucking end zone. Didn't even know about it. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, it's like, just, let's it's move a on. Former teammate of his too, though, guy. Yeah. Dickhead. So, giving his teammates what some a love. fucking dickhead. I know. What so a it's like He's when I dunce. watch that. Like, I'm not saying that they're gonna have. It's not so much that like if they play good, they're gonna play bad. It's nothing like that. It's just the way that I. It's just the way that I bet. It's the way that I watch, and it's it's what I believe. And I mean, check my resume. Check my resume. I, my, hey, no, my resume. Works. Out of here. My resume works. Just like just going back to week one. Everybody. Oh my God, the Bills are gonna blow them out. Paul's had the upset. That's how we started off the year. I picked the Steelers. Yo, look, I fuck with your pick. Yeah. Good for you. Hey, I'm not arguing with you. Me, you. And then Follow your questions. Absolutely. And then when we come in here on Monday, I'm just gonna be sitting here and I'm gonna go. Check my resume. That, actually, that's going to be episode 54. What? Check my resume. It was already. Uh, okay. It's going to be check my, check my resume, my resume part, two. part two. Part two? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> check my resume part two or check my resume again. Wait, right. so pause. Hold on. So the score was Bengals 35, Chiefs 27, correct? Yes. 
I just want to clarify that for, for my records here. Yeah. All right, so, you, damn, you changed your Super Bowl pick. I know. I, I mean, know. well, the, per, the team to get there. I but, know. guys, I, I can't – I just can't do it. Like, I see the mojo and all. I get it. But the Bengals run stops here. They're going to be here for a while, I'm sure. Um, they can upgrade relatively fast in the offseason. Um, they're going to be a very good team. The, the credit to them to making it here. But I'm going Chiefs, my preseason pick to get to the Super Bowl and win it, okay? I'm going Chiefs, and I got them 31-23 over the Bengals. I just can't see it, guys. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I, I think the Bengals are going to keep it interesting for a little while. But at some point, as as we always reference here, or maybe it's just me, Randy Savage quotes, the cream of the crop always <laughs> rises to the top. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the Chiefs covering. What? So you got Chiefs covering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also you too, did too, though, right? Yeah. You too. Do you have over? Hey, Mike got the Chiefs covering. No, he has so. unders. Mike has unders because he's got fifty-four. Oh shit! All right, cool. Oh, I was just saying. I was just saying. Chiefs covering the spread. Uh, yeah, I guess I do got the under. Is that the yeah? Yeah. By yeah, half so That's by just under. Damn, that's crazy. That's just under. And that could happen, too, because, um, like, you see that shady always, shit all the time. All the time. A fucking half-point like, difference. Yeah. Like, a, like so, a, you this year. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks. the extra point. Fucking Washington fucking missed the extra point. I can't believe you just did that. That's not funny, bro. I have money on them. <laughs> and I lost by a half a point. I know. <laughs> like, that's fucking trash, bro. <laughs> that's like, regular. No matter how you slice the pie, that's fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. up, yo. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe don't pet the over-under here. <laughs> maybe that's my advice. But, guys, it's time to move on to the NFC Championship. Bill, do your fucking thing, please. Please. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but I got respect for my guy. That's why I said please. All right? NFC Championship. San Francisco 49ers at the LA Rams. Rams minus three and a half. But the 49ers have won six straight games against this team, uh, including two this year, including the one to get into the playoffs. So the 49ers have their number. Let's see what we think here. If we think the Rams can change the narrative here, okay? I guess let's just get right the fuck into it. All right? Let's, rock, let's get right into it. QBs. Jimmy G on one end. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. But Jimmy G on one end. Matthew Stafford on the other. Who has the advantage? 49ers, Rams. Who wants to start us off? I'll start. So let me start by saying this. Stafford is miles ahead of Jimmy G as a, as a player. <laughs> Jimmy G, though, for whatever reason, has had more playoff success. I, I, I can't explain it. I don't know why. Jimmy G is like, when you evaluate him, I feel like he gets like Eli Manning treatment. You have no idea what to say about him. Because when you look at him, you're like, all right, he's like mediocre. But he makes bonehead plays. He does head-scratching shit. But it always seems like in the moment when you need a play, he makes the play. He did it against uh, the Packers to get him in field goal range. Now, he was a throwaway from winning a Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes, which would have changed a lot of stories in the NFL. But I'm still saying the advantage is with the Rams. However, it's, 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 bigger, it's bigger than that 
in this game for me. It doesn't just come down to quarterback in this game. Oh, we're, I thought you. I thought <laughs> you were still yeah. rocking. All right, yeah, my no. bad. So you're going. <laughs> so you're going with the Rams. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams as well. Matthew Stafford them balling in the playoffs. He has no fucking interceptions. He's been killing it. He's got four touchdowns, 568 passing yards. He's been on fire. His whole team's still there. They're healthy. They're rocking and rolling. I think Debo Samuel's a little nicked up. So that's that's a for me that's like a minus for for Jimmy G. Uh, the Rams are loaded on offense. They're they're rocking and rolling, and they're primed for this game. And I think Matthew Stafford's ready for the moment. He's, as you saw last week, he made the play to to beat the Bucks. Um, you know, uh, before the uh, end of the uh, regulation, he was awesome, fantastic. Uh, I think he's ready for the moment. And to me, it's it's not even a question. I mean, the talent it's the the talent alone is just like. It doesn't even make any sense for me to even like discuss this. So for me, it's Matthew Stafford. <laughs> hey, remember, it's up to how you interpret it. If you want to interpret it by matchup, go right ahead. But yes, the, 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 the Rams definitely have the advantage of quarterback. The question for me is, is can the Rams adjust to the 49ers? Matthew Stafford is clearly the more talented guy, and we've been waiting for him to have a hiccup in the playoffs because – that's all he was doing leading up to the playoffs, throwing interceptions left and right, and, and he left a lot of questions out there for us. Uh, he seems to have answered the bell. So I'm going to say that I think my trust was partially restored, but, I mean, I could change I could change with one turnover early on for the 49ers. Um, but he's rolling. you got to go Rams with the advantage here, going with Matthew Stafford. Um, and Jimmy G, you know, I could see him having a good game despite this fact um he did it in the last week of the regular season he, he made some throws there at the end of that game and um uh, you know I, i'm not i'm not expecting like otherworldly numbers from him though i think stafford's gonna put up a nice line in comparison so advantage there rams all three of us say the same running backs all right interesting combinations here you got on the 49ers side you got elijah mitchell and then you got debo samuel who's the you know do-it-all guy um, Swiss Army knife. Then you got on the Rams side. You got Cam Akers. You had Sony Michelle, but it looked like last week was the first time where it officially transitioned into Cam Akers in a full-time role, uh, over 25 touches in the game. But maybe they go back to Michelle a little bit because of the fumbles. Who knows? He had been playing well. So, guys, who has the advantage at running back, 49ers or Rams? Two good groups. 49ers, uh, Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel all year. I mean, that's that's literally their offense. That's their identity. Uh, they run the football. They run the football. They run the football. They do play action. The Kittle, Ayuk, Samuel. Um, for me, that's their identity. So I, I'm, I'm going with the Niners. I think they're just a better overall players. Although I do think that Cam Akers has been playing really well. Besides last week, he fumbled twice. I get it. But I feel like he'll, he'll learn from his mistakes. And uh, I, I like the way he runs. He runs kind of violently. Like, <laughs> he does. I like that. Like, that's a Nick player. It is. I like that. Like, he cares. Like, he's, he, puts, he, he puts it all. Every, every time he touches the ball, he makes a count. And Sonny Michelle, um, you know, since uh, Henderson got hurt, he's balled, you know, he's been balling out. Could you imagine if they still had Henderson and got Cam Akers back? Oh, that's what I'm saying. So, for me, but, like, I, I like... I like Mitchell and Debo. I mean, all year they've been, you know, that's their, this is the reason why they're here. 
for me. It's just a running game. So uh, I'm going Niners. Yeah, same for me, dude. I don't. It's not really much to talk about. Debo Samuel is just like he's the most versatile weapon in the NFL. He's uh, he is unbelievable with what he does. I mean, he he catches the ball three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and next thing you know, he's got 13 yards, mm-hmm. and it's third and 11. He did it to the Packers. So to me, I'm I'm, it's it's not even I'm all in with the Niners on on the running backs. Guys, I'm gonna have to agree with you because. Um, it's not just because of the backs. It's the it's the way the 49ers offense runs. Like it's their offense is funneled through the run game. Um, they're the most creative in the run game. Their offensive line is phenomenal blocking the run. So it's it's the combination of all that, and then you add the talent. Elijah Mitchell is actually really good. Um, doesn't get talked about too much because Debo Samuel's just absolutely sensational. Um, he is arguably the reason the team made it to this round, not just like where they are overall, but, uh, you know, last week coming up with big plays in big moments. So I'm giving the edge to the 49ers, but there's always a, but I actually think that Cam Akers is going to have a big game here. He's going to rebound and they're going to go to him early, try to reestablish himself after last week and gain some confidence. So um, I think both sides should have some success running the football but I'm going to give the edge of the 49ers. So, next up, we got the pass catchers. And this is another, this is two groups that are also very good. They're deep groups, okay? 49ers, you got Debo Samuel. You got George Kittle, who's not even been used as much as a pass catcher during this run. But he's obviously one of the best tight ends of football. You got Brandon Ayuk, who reestablished himself. He's a top pick. Uh, he had a great finish to the season. You even have Jawan Jennings, who I have to mention because the last time these two teams faced off, this guy had six for 94 and two tutties. So Jawan Jennings Great stat, is Mike. somebody. I-, I had to say it. Okay? And then you got on the Rams side, you obviously have Cooper Cup, who's having the best wide receiver season in NFL history. Um, OBJ, who's scoring touchdowns nonstop. He's been a great fit. You got Van Jefferson. Uh, who also has stepped up this year. And then you got Tyler Higby, who's probably underrated. So these are two very good positional groups. Who you got, 49ers or Rams? Yo, I got to be honest. This is a hard question. Really? Yeah. Not for me. Because I fuck with Jawan Jennings. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yo, he fucking he killed, he killed the Rams last time they played. No, I know that. I know that. But, bro, it's Cooper Cup. OBJ's had a resurgence. Yeah, Facts. I told you he had six for sixty nine last. He's such last a bad week. teammate. He catches touchdowns. <laughs> he's such a bad teammate. I, you, I can still make that point that he is. <laughs> we tried to tell him. We tried to. Tell I tried him. to show him. I can still make the point that he is. He is a bad teammate. I don't think he is. No, nah, I can still make. I'm the point. I could argue. I'm, I'm messing with you. Nah. Now nah, I think this is tough. Uh, Go ahead. I would give the advantage to the Niners. I mean, um, Jesus Christ! You are the- <laughs> ghost. <laughs> I would give it to the Rams, for sure. Uh, Cooper Cup is just—he's unguardable. He's—he's he's unguardable. And like I said, what's his face had a resurgence. Odell Beckham, Van Jefferson's good. Mm-hmm. Tyler Higby's a formidable tight end. Mm-hmm. He's not a scrub. He's not a slouch. So to me, I would—I would roll with the Rams. And they got—they have a quarterback that could get the get them the ball, and he can negate the pass rush because he can get the ball out of his hands quick enough. Ah. <sighs> I really, I, I'm going to go Rams. But this is a tough one. 
because the last time, like I said, Jawan Jennings really balled out. I don't know the stats, but I think he had maybe like 100 yards, uh, a touchdown or some sort. Uh, he really he really played well against them. Um, so that could be a next factor uh, for the Niners to move the chains along with Kittle. I mean, you can't guard everybody. So that's the matchup they got to look forward to exploit. And But for me, I'm going with the Rams. I mean, I saw it last week. Like, straight up, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to fucking cap. I saw it last week, Cooper Cup. That man is fucking for real, man. 2,000 yards, and he finds a way to burn people. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm rolling with it because it's been working all year, and it just seems like it's his year. Like, nothing can go wrong. It doesn't even matter. I and they got OBJ, Van Jefferson, Higby. Like, Higby's had a good year. They have good weapons. Like, and they have Kendall Blanton. Yo, don't sleep on him. He fucking he scored. scored. He scored last week. Yeah, you, yo, he how, owed you how one. Many, how, many <laughs> how many tight ends can say, yeah, I scored a touchdown in, in, in the, in the uh, playoffs? Not many. Like, a handful, right? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yo, he accomplished some shit. He's the GOAT. You can laugh all you want. He's the GOAT. But the man, he scored. He, he owed you one. I'm, I'm, he owed you I know, one. No, he, I did, know. he did. He did. He did. <laughs> I had to give Kendall. fucking Kendall Blanton some love. I had my DFS lineups a couple of times. You know what the thing with Cooper Cup is? I feel like he still gets underestimated because he's like a dorky white guy. I really do. I don't think he gets uh, the respect that he deserves. I'm dead ass serious. That that's definitely if this was uh, julio brown or aj brown i mean julio jones or aj brown that's a conversation and they're having this type of thing it's it's crazy i feel like he's burning d-backs because they're still not respecting him i really believe that because there's no way that they're just lining up and he's smoking week, people like this see it's hard to believe that because like because like any logical human being would be like all right this guy has like literally two thousand yards Let's double his ass. I don't care where he's at in the field. I'm putting yeah. two fucking guys on him, and I'm shadowing him all game. Let everybody else beat me. I'm serious. Th that's what I would do. Why not? Why not? Why not? And then blitz. Blitz Stafford and double cup and see what happens. Force feed to OBJ and Van Jefferson and Higby. Let them beat you. Don't let that guy beat you because he will beat you. I and then it was proven last week. So, like, like I said, I seen it last week. Yeah. So for me, it's okay. Years. <laughs> Guys, I, I'm going to have to go push. Um, if there's one unit, if there's one player this year that might be able to partially cancel out Cooper Cup, it would be Debo Samuel. But that's besides the point. They're both phenomenal. Uh, I think they're both deep position groups, and I think they both have pretty decent matchups. I mean, after last week, Jalen Ramsey even showed a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, dents in the armor per se so uh, he got burned by Mike Evans I have to point that out uh, obviously Jalen Ramsey is the best player in the secondary on both sides but I'm saying that I think both units are going to have success in this game um, really though obviously like the Rams are going to utilize them more I guess so I guess you know statistically the Rams should come out on top here but I mean, yeah, they're just so they're just so close in talent Guys. overall as a group. And I'm gonna have to say, DFS sleeper is Jawan Jennings this week. He's a value play. I'm gonna probably mention that you might see him in my lineup. I cannot confirm or deny yet. We have not posted it yet, so you'll see that. Um, he could be a good value play here, Mikey P. Yeah, we have a comment ahead. on our YouTube from Hank. Shout out, Hank. Who is the best wide receiver left? Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, or Jamar Chase? 
That is a, That's a great fantastic question. question. That is a good question. That's a hell of a group right there. Uh, oh, I mean, for Jesus. me, it's, it's it's Cooper Cup. It's Cup. I would the say model Cup. of consistency all year yeah. for me. It's just like he's he's Cooper Cup, bro. Like he's getting two. Who's the worst at it, bro? Ever? You can game plan him for him, and he's still getting nine fucking catches for a buck fifty. Every and week. a tutty. Every week. Every it's week. It's like guaranteed. You like. <laughs> For me, it's 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 Cooper Cup, but that is a, a really good question. That that's the question of the night right there. Out of out of respect, I have to say Cooper Cup. Um, most talented of the group is Tyreek Hill, though. Um, but for what it's worth, Cooper Cup and the way he's been used this year, and he essentially like he's a do-it-all guy. Um, just an insane amount of targets. The guy is freaking ridiculous. So you have to you have to give Cooper Cup his love. I can't I can't just say due to talent I'm gonna bypass that. You know. Agreed. Pauls, <clears throat> who was your answer? He I, said Cup. I don't know if I, I said that. no. No, I said Cup first, and then I said it could be funny too. Who would you say is the worst at an M4? Yeah, right. Like, is there uh, a worst? I, I don't <laughs> is know. there a worst? Shit. Pass. <laughs> yeah, pass I, I mean. Here's nope, the thing. The only work. reason I would say Chase is because Debo could do a little bit more. But Chase is fantastic, dude. He's amazing. Yeah, like, I, like I, you can't go wrong with any any of them. Hey, oh, he, said, a, he said a, who's the who's, best, not the worst. So I'm you, you have to, I know, but who's the worst? You have to take three of those. Who are you wow, taking? Wow, that's a really good question. I'm taking Cup, Hill, definitely. And then, What's the audience think? Leave a comment. Who's the worst out of the four? Yeah, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, or Jamar Chase? Let us know. I'm I'm probably yeah. gonna lean like as an overall receiver. For me, it's gonna come down to Debo and Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's tough. But I've only seen one year. I mean, Debo's really had one breakout year. Jamar Chase is a rookie, so like, and he's already for me. Out. I would say Debo is the worst. For me, yeah, I'm going deep. One comment, Tom I, saying Chase, see ya. I I hate to say because I I you know I mean I love Debo. Fuck, I don't want to do that. I know. I don't want to do that. I know. Fuck, I don't like that's. Oh, I man. know. It sucks. Just because Debo's so versatile, like you could line him up anywhere. I know he's a beast. He's a beast. Here, I'll help you with this. I'll help you with this. Here's going to be my interpretation. It's not because I'm going to say you know who needs to be left out, but if I was to build a lineup out of the four my lineup would be this i would have hill on one side i'd have him as my x okay i'd have my y receiver is going to be on the other side is going to be debo because i could use him in multiple ways all right i can use him as a deep threat i can use him underneath i can use him on an end around i can do whatever i want with him there tyree kill is gonna he's a dude all guy too for that matter but he's gonna be my my deep threat uh my primary target probably and then you got Cooper Cup in the slot, uh, the natural fit there, the guy who's going to get open and, and make all the clutch catches for you, um, the guy who can match up against virtually anybody. So that would leave Chase out by default there. That would be my lineup if I had to pick three out of those four. Yep. Not to get too off track here. All right, what do we got next? Well, I'm just going off Jamar Chase's rookie year versus Debo's rookie year. Well, I mean, Chase is having, like, one of the... That's what I'm saying. Like He's, he's a stud, man. Like, I, it, And it's crazy because he hard. sat out the year before. That's It's a toss-up. For me, it's still, like, flip a coin. I mean, I love Debo, though. That's the thing. 
Fuck. That's, That's a good a great question. question, guys. Great question. We're gonna we're gonna keep this moving along though. All right. So now, I mean, this might be a shorter answer here, but we have the overall offenses now on both sides. We got the 49ers offense or the Rams offense. Who's got the advantage? I will say overall, I will take the Niners. Um, just because I think they they create big problems offensively for people to other teams, mainly the Rams, because they don't have to target Ramsey. They could line up in so many different formations, and Ramsey can only cover one guy. And that's why they're, they're, they've picked apart the Rams the last six games and seven out of the last ten is because Kyle Shanahan is out coaching Sean McVay. Damn. Hmm. I'm going Rams. Uh, they're, I mean, they're just so good, like, in all aspects. I mean, they're just so hard to guard. For me, like, the Niners get in, like, these weird ruts where, like, they just don't score. Like, they don't move the football. Like, for me, because of the inconsistency of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. But for me, like, Matthew Stafford's been playing his ass off. McVay's been coaching his ass off. Cooper Cup is is there. Um, OBJ's been balling. They have Higby. They have a good running game. Um, their offensive line's been playing really well. So for me, it's it's. I, I I don't even know. I don't think it's really that close for me because like I just think the Rams are better on offense. Like I I I, I, I like their quarterback better, and their system. For sure. For me, like the like the Niners are more of a run first team, and I think the Rams are gonna be ready for that. And then they have Jalen Ramsey. You know, you could put Jalen Ramsey on Ayuk, or you could, you know, put him on Kittle, because, well, maybe not, but maybe, you know, I've seen, you know, Ramsey cover Gronk, so maybe they do that, but uh, I don't know. Well, here's the thing: I know the Rams are definitely better offensively. I was answering the question as just like for this game, I think the Niners' offense matches up better with the Rams' defense. Like, I wasn't saying, like, player for player. Like, if you're if any given Sunday, I'm taking the Rams as offense. But for this particular game, the, I just feel like the, the way the 49ers are built, I just feel like, the, you know, they, they handle the Rams. I don't know why. They just always seem to handle them. Mm-hmm. And it's been oh, apparent here, the last three you, seasons. You like this answer then, Mike. You like this answer. I'm going to say Rams, but if you exclude quarterbacks here, the whole rest of the thing that, you know, the offensive lines, the units, I mean, because the, the pass catchers, the running backs almost cancel out. There's a lot of talent there. But offensive line, the 49ers have a pretty substantial advantage, especially when you consider Andrew Whitworth. If he plays for the Rams, you don't know if he's going to be battling hurt. Um, I think the unit as a whole, when you exclude quarterbacks, is in the Niners' favor because of that. But then when you include the quarterbacks, the pendulum swings right the fuck back. Stafford has a, a sizable advantage over Jimmy G. Um, so that's why this team's able to score points. They got a quarterback. They got, an, you know, the whole unit itself is good. The scheme is good. So I'm going Rams. I trust them to score more points, um, you know, on, on a given Sunday. But, you know, it, it is fair to note, though, the 49ers have had success in this matchup. And they have a hell of a unit. Their, their offensive line is really that good. Well, I'll, so, tell, I'll tell you what, if Trent Williams misses that game or he doesn't practice or he's not 100%, the 49ers are in fucking trouble because Von Miller's coming after your ass. Aaron Donald's coming after your ass. Leonard Floyd's coming after your ass. I saw it last week. I mean, I, I don't that need, I don't need any further proof. Uh, 
you know, I mean, it, it kind of reeks of last week, you know, like, you know, Tristan Wirfs was out and then the Bucks were left with fucking Josh Wells at, at, at right tackle. And if Trent Williams is not 100 percent or, you know, he misses, that's a big hole. And he's on the left side. Pause. So, like, for me, it's just like if, <laughs> if he misses the game, I don't think this is going to be close. You're right, Nick. And that's a fair point because uh, it's possible that he could miss the game. It is possible. It's possible Whitworth misses it too. Uh, but 49ers need Trent Williams more, I would say, than yeah, no the doubt. Rams need Whitworth. No doubt. So, good point. We're moving on to the defensive side, though. 49ers defense versus the Rams defense. Who you got? Uh, the Rams defense. <laughs> Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Not much to be said. They are. They have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go Rams defense. Like I said, I mean, their front, their front, their defensive front is just is like it's ridiculous. Because Von Miller has like the resurgence of him over the last like six, seven games is amazing. Like he's been, he's he's really been the X factor, and you know. The fact that the Rams can move Aaron Donald anywhere on that line is absolutely insane. It's absolutely, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Like, he's, for, so good. he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. So like he, he could wreck a game by himself. Um, I, 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 you know, Jalen Ramsey's a, an, uh, an excellent corner. Um, although he did have a tough game against Mike Evans last week though. You know, with the goat throw. He looked human. With the goat throwing, you know, the goat. Yeah, he choked a little bit. So yeah, yeah over here. Yeah, <laughs> you, him, you, you love my demise, bro. I know. See? Yep. I know. You poke me, I poke hey, you. <laughs> it's like Baker Mayfield. He choked. That's fine. He's got more commercials and touchdown passes this year. Sorry. Right. We talk about my guy. Yeah. Who we talking about? Sorry, right. Matt Stafford sent your guy in the retirement. Nah, my guy's chilling, bro. With seven rings. I know. He's chilling. Keep living in the past. Seven rings with a supermodel wife chilling. Choked and eliminated. All right, seven rings. Choked and eliminated. Seven rings. Choked and eliminated. Seven more, rings. We'll have more Tom Brady talk soon. Guys, <laughs> it, 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 right? don't because, like, it don't bother we're me going, because like it don't bother me because he's trolling here. and like he loves Brady behind closed doors, so don't I let the do, camera fool you. I do. I so it's all Tom a facade. Brady. I've been saying it for years, so don't don't trust him, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? I actually I'm gonna have to tell you though, I, I'm seeing a couple of great comments here I want to point out. Tom He's having a hell of a show here, Tommy. All right. He's he engaged. Says, you forgot Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle is now a Ram, and that is actually pretty meaningful. Okay. Yo, Tom loves Dave. Weddle. He's a Tom good player, loves man. Weddle. Hell of a player. For real. Possible Hall of Famer one day. We'll see. Leadership. We'll see soon. <laughs> so, Dave Pasillo, hard to pick between the Niners and Rams. It is hard to judge between division rivals. They know each other so well. This is where coaching is the key to try something new. So, who knows? Maybe you'll see a little change of plans here on both sides of the ball. Um, but anyway, back to my selection. I'm, I'm like, I'm saying push, guys. In totality, like, I mean, the Rams have the more top-end talent of the two. There's no question. You could justify Aaron Donald being the very best player in the entire NFL, and I wouldn't pick a bone, all right? I wouldn't argue with you. Hey, yo, you guys are wild, uh, bro. <laughs> Oh, you guys are fucking crazy. Who's you guys? Bro, Tom Brady's the best player in the NFL. Who are you talking about? Everybody. I'm just I saying. Mean, I hate the Aaron Donald shit. 
Hey, one one guy oh, is still wow. in the playoffs Stupidest and one thing. is not right now. You could justify it, is all I said. I didn't say he was. I just said you could justify the argument that he's the best player in the league. He is the best defensive player in the league, so let's just call it that at least. That's he's true. He's the best defensive player in the league, okay? Um, but I won't argue with you either way. And Jalen Ramsey's probably the best corner in the league. He's right up there, if not. Um, they have the more top-end talent. You got Von Miller, obviously, Leonard Floyd. Uh, but the 49ers, Nick Bosa, um, you're not going to hear enough about Fred Warner, though. Fred Warner tips the scales a little bit because this game could be decided by the fact whether or not the, the Rams when I weigh my can options. establish the run. So if Fred Warner has a huge game here, if Fred Warner in the linebacking core, this could change a lot of things. It makes the Rams one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting for me. I'm going to say push. I have to say push. All right? Special teams. 49ers, Rams. Who you got? Uh, the 49ers. <laughs> they basically just want a playoff game off of field goal block, a, plunk, a pump block, and a clutch field goal. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It's the Niners. But their special teams is outstanding. Yeah. I mean, Robbie Gould hasn't missed in the playoffs either. So, for me, yeah, I just like, found that's, that's, that a, that's a major factor that's as well. Crazy. Man has fucking ice in his veins. Been here before. Um, yeah. I mean, like you said, they had a pump block last week. Uh, it's it's the Niners. Yeah, I'm going Niners too, and that's not counting the fact like Debo Samuel is back there returning punts uh, on occasion. So, uh, that you know, pretty self-explanatory given what you guys just said. Kicking game, uh, Mac A is pretty good, but also I want to point out one thing that he was hurt last game. He got hurt in warmups, and it could be the reason why he was short on the one kick. So I don't know if he's recovered or not. Um, it looks like he's going to play, though. So I just want to point that out. That could be a major difference there. The kicking game could be major, and the, the 49ers have the clear advantage right now, given that note, okay? Last but not least, coaching and intangibles, all right? 49ers versus Rams, and then we make our picks in a few minutes. Who you got? Uh, I give the Niners the advantage in this, as I referenced a little bit earlier. Shanahan has owned, Shanahan has owned McVay being 6-0 and in the last six, 7-3 and over the last 10. The Niners' win over the Packers is one of those inspiring wins that I feel like can propel teams to, do, to go on and do great things. And the Rams looked like that for three quarters, and then they got into a self-inflicted dogfight and had to gut out a win um, that they almost blew. Um, so, again, with the emotional side that I look at um, – I'm, I'm right now I have the advantage with the Niners on that with the coaching and the intangibles and all that. So that's where I am. I got the Rams. I got the Rams, Rams, Rams to be the man. You got to beat the man. And who did they beat last week? They beat Tom Brady in Tampa. I think the Rams are rolling. I think they're going to take care of business. I understand the Niners have been playing really good football. They've been playing playoff football since, you know, the last four weeks, actually the last couple of weeks in the, in the regular season. So, you know, they've had their backs against the wall, but the Rams have been rolling. Um, and, you know, the Niners kicked their ass twice. This kind of reminds me of the Bucks getting over the Saints in the playoffs. Like last year, the Good Bucks, the Bucks lost point. to the Saints twice. Like they owned them. I mean, they, they spanked them twice. And then the playoffs came. <laughs> and then the playoffs <laughs> came. The Bucks got the better end of the Saints. So for me, this kind of like it has that feel to it. So I'm going Rams. Um, 
and I'll take the Niners with the points. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think this is the the hurdle that the Rams have to get over to get to the Super Bowl, and I think they're going to do it. And um, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens in in a couple of weeks. I love they, that take. When they do go to the I Super Bowl, I love that take. I love both of your points, to be honest with you. I'm going to kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, I'm going 49ers. Um, in, a, in a matchup like this, when you've had so much success against the other side, you av- you obviously have something fucking going for you. So until proven otherwise, Shanahan has the edge in this matchup. Until proven <laughs> otherwise. Um, so that being said, though, and this is this is I'm gonna now reference an older comment that I've been holding on to. Hank said this. This is a home game for the Niners, right? Because yep. they have no home field the, advantage. The Rams don't really have. It's the weirdest a, thing an in the established world. Established fan base. They were blocking the 49ers from purchasing tickets, so it could be interesting. This could be a 49er crowd. This is also the site of the Super Bowl. You would think that would be a good thing if the Rams get there, but. It may not be. That's what I'm trying to say. So home field actually don't matter much to me here. I actually think it could help the 49ers. Um, so, again, I have to lean 49ers there. But as Nick said, though, you know, you made it this far. You beat the fucking man. You beat the returning champs. All right. This is a prove-it game for Sean McVay. Can you sustain what you did last week in arguably your best coaching performance in a big game? Can you do it again? Um, and I'll let you know in a second if I feel confident about it because we're going into our game picks, all right? Audience, let us know how you feel, all right? I'm going to read the revised line, make sure it didn't change. It did not, okay? It's 49ers at Rams. Rams minus three <clears throat> and a half. And the over-under is 46. Feel free to include that as well. Well, you're going to get it anyway. We're giving our scores out. So let us know, audience, how you feel about this game. Who wants to start first, guys? I will start it off because to top off the weirdest year in NFL history, it's going to get even oh weirder. Oh, my God. And the Niners are He's going gonna to He's going to do it. So you got the Niners and the Bengals. I have the Niners wow. and the Bengals. Damn. I have the Niners. Oh my parlaying God. that shit. You sprinkling some shit on it. I am going to sprinkle some shit on it because <laughs> you're going to get great value, number one. And why Why can't it happen? And number two, I think it's, this is a way for Jimmy G to shove it up the organization's ass for drafting Trey Lance. And wow. the 49ers need to learn something. If Jimmy Garoppolo goes to this Super Bowl, plays well and or wins, they need to make Trey Lance available immediately. Don't do what the Eagles did. Do not do what the Eagles did. They fucked their whole franchise up. When That's a lesson to be taught right there. And here's the thing. I was a, a proponent, I was a proponent of, of... What if he loses? Of selling Nick Foles. I would still, I would still trade Lance. He's been to two Super Bowls. And at that point, it'll be 5-2 and two in the playoffs. You can live with that. Wow. Well, hold, hold that part of the conversation, guys, because it's not going to be the last time we talk about it. And Phil, where the fuck are you? Hit the fucking alarm. Hit that fucker right now. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> I said it. It got cut off by Mike. <laughs> Hit that fucker. Shit. I had to sound the fucking because you know why, Mike? <laughs> sound the fucking. I, I, I don't think... I, I, I feel like the public is leaning Rams here. Not because you're wrong. I mean, they've had so much success in this Fade matchup. Him. I'm not downplaying your pick. I, like, I'm not saying it's ballsy. I'm just saying the public thinks you're fucking crazy, and I know it. I love That's it. why I sounded the fucking. The public needs right? to check my resume. It'll be posted on episode 54 this Monday. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is crazy. All right, Nick. 
Wait, what was your score, Mike? I need your score. 28 24. What's the over on there in his shit? 46 and a half, he just said? Did he, was it 46 and a half? 46 yeah, and a half. 46. 46. So you got 49ers 28 24, correct? Yes, sir. No field goals. Oh, shit. Damn, good for you. Hank's got the Ram right. Hank's got the Rams covering 21-17. All right, Hank. I hear you. I hear you over there. <laughs> Adriana Pasillo. He didn't even say please this time. This must be serious. Uh, I apologize, Adriana. Please <laughs> check my resume Monday no, when you tune in. She was in. talking about she was talking about me, Mike. Oh, oh, my I, fault. Said, I said Phil, play the fucker right now. <laughs> <laughs> she, that was funny that's the second time she made a funny comment i had to acknowledge it this that's time. great good shit age all right uh nick you want this you want me to go pause don't matter pause that's, i want this that's unbelievable <laughs> i always want this it's all pause. about the delivery guys <laughs> for me I'm, I'm going rams i'm going like i said to be the man you gotta beat the man they did it last week i'm going rams 23 20 i think san fran covers uh, I think this game's coming down to a last-second field goal again. Matt Gay is going to deliver, and the Rams are going to do Super Bowl, and that's where I'm at. All right, guys. I have to be the deciding vote here, I guess. Let's see where you're at, um, Mikey. What do you got? Man, because remember, I want to remind everybody, I said the Rams would lose to the Niners in the final week of the season. Aaron Donald's still I there. I said that shit. Cooper Cup's still there. No, I hear you, Nick. I hear you. Matthew Stafford's still there. And, I, and guess what, Nick? I'm going to agree Cam with Cam Akers still there. The Rams. Hey, buddy. Sean McVay's still there. I agree. <laughs> Von Miller's still there. <laughs> Go ahead, Mikey V. I'm just fucking around. It's all, it's all good. But I, I was I was trying to make it seem like I was leaning one way. Because, I mean, it's a fair note. It's a fair note. But I think if you think it's hard to beat a team twice, imagine beating them three fucking times. I, I do feel like, Nick. Nick, the, the Bucks saints thing was a great point because I feel like this is the moment where the Rams say, hey, we learned a thing or two. We're going to get over this hump. We just beat the GOAT. Um, we're going to make sure we get this job done. This is why we were all brought here. So the Rams are going to win this. And get this, it's going to be another one where if you bet the over-under, you're going to be taking a shit if you follow my logic here. It's Rams 27, 49ers 20. Decided by one fucking point there, all right? Half a point in the other, one point in this one. You're going to be on the edge of your seat if you bet the over-under. I might just avoid altogether for both of these games. But I got the Rams covering. Um, let me write that shit down. What do you guys think of that, huh? I want to see what Making the, the over-unders sweat a little bit. I want to see what the par... I'm going to try and pull it up real fast. I want to see what the parlay pays out for my bet. And uh, yes, yeah, well, f feel free to include that before we move on, Mike. I'm actually going to acknowledge another comment. Dave Pasillo, Niners won six in a row, I believe, correct. Yes, Dave, that is correct. The Niners have won six in a row against the Rams, including two this year. $50 wins 430 For what? Damn. If he took the Bengals and, Bengals and, and, the, and Niners. the Niners? Holy shit. The yeah, Niners, the Niners money line is plus 148. The Bengals is plus 285. So the Bengals is huge. Wow. Sprinkle some Mike, shit. I'll tell you why. Sprinkle, I love baby. it. I love it, Mike, only because this year has been fucking chaos. It's not going to stop. parity this year. Every week, there's always been something crazy so far. So us going away from that, it, I, I don't want to say I feel safe making my picks here. I'm really breaking the game down, but Mike... 
to your credit, there's always been something fucking crazy at least <laughs> once a week this year. So I won't be surprised. Like, that's all I'm trying to say here. Even though it's fucking crazy, you got the Chiefs losing for one. It's I think only that's crazy, crazy till it's true. I know. I'm not going to... I'm not downplaying your picks here. Yeah, so, quick, people, you heard it there. That's, quick, there's money to be made there if you got the stones to do it. A quick props thing for you guys. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, passing yards, over under 228 and a half. Under. I'm going under because I bet the over last week and this motherfucker had no what no passing 40? yards in the first quarter. Yeah. I'm dead ass serious. Under. He had like 30 passing yards at halftime. I'm not it's Got funny, right? Done. You love my demise, see? See? I'm he's laughing about me, about me losing my bet. Here we I go, lost my guys. money. I lost I my hard earned money and he's laughing over you have here. 30, see what I mean? You have 30 yards at halftime. <laughs> I put the hex on him, bro. You did. I always do that shit. It's Jimmy G. What can we say uh, here? No. I mean, he, you don't, he's Welcome. not going to do anything to the fourth quarter, probably. So, how about Cooper? Uh, it Cup? might matter. We'll see. Cooper Cup receiving yards over under 103 and a half. I'm going oh, over. Oh shit! Hold on. You want to do all the over. props tonight, or are you holding that off? <laughs> I'm just throwing some shit at the wall. Group decision right now. Are we holding this and we're doing this over the weekend? Yes. Maybe give maybe give everybody a little special segment over the weekend. Yeah, I'll give you my parlay. There you go. And so we'll pause. Yeah, Nick, Nick was teasing you guys. All right. We got so we're gonna have I got some excited. for you guys. I got excited. Weekend. I jumped the gun. No, it's okay. The teaser's important, all right? Mm -hmm. That's how you lock them in. Yeah. Lock her on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, wait, I got another <laughs> look at this comment. Hank, man. <laughs> This, you guys, we don't need to answer this, but this is a fucking hilarious comment. Who's the most attractive NFL reporter? Aaron Andrews, Laura Rutledge, Diana Rossini, or Rich Eisen? <laughs> Meg Ryan now or 64? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, good shit. Good shit. I'm not going to answer that, though. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that was great. All right, well, Who's I grab? mean... Whoa. Say that again? <laughs> Never mind. No, say that again. I said, I said, I said whose ankles are you going to grab? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Nick, take it away. Yo, that's no, fucking wait, insane. Got, hold on. Hold on, Nick. I got to I actually, I got to do my thing first. But yeah, uh, Phil, take it easy over there. It's all right. <laughs> anyway, guys. All right. This is another great episode. We had a lot of fun. Um, Phil Horn used to tell so, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there with Phil tonight. He fucking shot, but he horny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's face is so fucking red. Oh it's God. the lights, dude. It's hot. I'm here. sorry, man. Can yeah, we... this, this is a way to go out. I'll tell you what. This That's is a way to crazy. end it. Crazy. Everybody's happy. We're not killing each other. All no. right. And we got we got some great games ahead. So, all right. Let me let me just break this shit down. We'll call it a night. We're gonna have some shit to talk about this weekend. All right. And then we got a lot of shit to talk about on Monday. All right. So, P&I tonight was brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. New users who sign up for Prize Picks today using the promo code ICONIC will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Promo code ICONIC, Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. I hope that you check us out on Props Network tonight. That's PropsHQ.com. If not, Go there right now. Subscribe to our page. Check us out there for our show news, our live stream and episode schedule. 
and anything else. You know, our Twitter feed's there, too. Pretty interesting stuff. Check it out on PropsHQ.com. Last but not least, all right, yes, our next show is Monday. Stay tuned on social media, though, because like we just said for you, we're going to have a little short clip. All right, a little, little short something for you guys, a little bonus. Props, maybe even some DFS breakdown over the weekend. I can assure you one thing, though, on Instagram, you will find our game picks from tonight. Um, and you will also see our DFS lineups. We're going to do a classic contest. And I personally have already put a lot of money into DFS for the weekend. I like what I'm seeing. So I may actually offer you some bonus lineups on my end. Stay tuned on social media for our shit. Otherwise, thank you so much as always. We appreciate it. Nick, take it away. Thank you guys for all the love, support, and the comments. If you haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on uh, YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. We're also, follow us on, <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And we'll see you guys next week at P&I. <laughs> Philly Phil making a Bro, statement. What the fuck was that? <laughs> hey, yo, that was fucking wild. <laughs> Psychotic, and I had it. <laughs> <laughs>